Welcome to the Geeks of the Machine podcast, the only podcast where you can get unfiltered, overpowered opinions about the best shows in geek TV. I'm your host, Michelle, and as my co-host, I have... Jasmine! Hello, Jasmine. How are you today? I'm great. How about you? Yeah, I'm kind of sick, but gotta work, you know. Yeah, we gotta motor on, unlike Darnell, who is on vacation. It's just so selfish. How you gonna go on vacation during the TV season? The fall TV season. Yeah, knowing that we have podcasts, knowing we have a lineup to make happen for you guys. Anyway, before we get started, I just want to take time to remind the listeners that you guys should subscribe and review the podcast. Why? Because it really helps us out and we are always looking forward to your feedback. Geeks of the Machine is available on iTunes, Stitcher, Spotify, and anywhere where podcasts can be found. Okay, so this is the Titans episode. Episode, um, season two, episode seven, entitled Bruce Wayne. Um, in this episode, tensions are running high at Titans Tower following their most recent encounter with Deathstroke. Corey tries to learn more about Connor Kent. Rose tries to help Jason cope with his near-death experience. A fair review supplied by Google. Thank you. Uh, well, summary. All right, so... This episode, Desmond, tell me, what were your overall opinions on this episode in particular? Uh, I think it was an okay episode. It was a lot happening. It was very introspective. And I think that I tend to like the introspective episodes more. I like looking into the characters. Who are they? How do they get here? What's going on? So Mm -hmm. I really enjoyed this episode. I did not enjoy it on the same level as the Connor episode. And the isn't I don't feel like it's necessarily because of the introspection part. It is and it's not. I do love episodes where we get to dive into the minds of the characters and explore them in different ways. I definitely appreciate that. But we've been having so many breaks to this story like already. I'm just like, can we move on to the next part, please? But is this a break versus how did we get here? Like, show, it's showing you the path thus far. Not when we're showing psychotic breaks. Like, at this point, no. I mean, I think this was a morality break versus a psychotic Okay, break. you know what, how, no. This is the problem that I have with, with that. If they would have, you already made us take a break with the Aqualad episode, right? Literally, next episode, we're taking another break to go and explore the past. You could have knocked two birds out with one stone already. It would be different if the entire season, um, what's his name? Robin. Robin or Dick Grayson was having these, um, these hallucinations of Bruce and we kept seeing him everywhere and we're like, okay, this is leading up to something, blah, blah, blah. But this is literally the first time that hallucination or brutal Bruce, as Jasmine has named him, has made an appearance. And that's a problem. I don't know. It just keeps changing every episode. There's no consistency, really. See, I agree with you. I think that if we had had Brutal Bruce for the whole season and we're just seeing this hallucination and you're seeing the snap that Dick has with the accumulation of Jason falling off the building and him coming to terms with the fact that he has to tell the truth, that would have been more impactful. But I also think that would have required them to plan several episodes ahead. And I feel like... Which they are supposed to do because when you're doing a season worth of TV, you're supposed to be, you're supposed to have already planned it out. You know what I mean? You have the overall story um, idea and then you go episodically to flesh out how the overall story is developing each episode. And it feels like they did that. They just didn't do it a way that is palatable to me. You know what I mean? Mm Mm-hmm. I feel like they did it, but I also feel like they did it in the Once Upon a Time way. I'm sorry. You should have saw the face that I gave her. Like, how dare you compare this to Once Upon a Time? And then I can't really get that mad because... It's it's done, basically, in the Once Upon a Time way. With the flashbacks. With flashbacks and, like, delving into the past and, like, how do I get from here to there... And we already know where the ending is going to be, but we just got to get there. All right. So I feel like this is the problem. I, I hear what you're saying now that you mentioned Once Upon a Time. The problem is that they didn't plan for season two when they was writing season one. You know, it was a lot. They're doing a lot of retroactive storytelling. That's a problem. I feel like this is something that the audience should have known about in season one. 
Because then we really think about the choices that um, he was making and how he was blaming Bruce all the time and all these things of how he didn't want to become that person. We had to infer it was because of Bruce and his training, not because Dick was out here murdering people. Yeah. So, yeah, I think I agree with you. Because I feel like this would have been a great bit of information to know in season one that Dick had killed someone. And that's really what splintered his and um, Bruce's relationship. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right. So um, we start off the episode with Brutal Bruce basically giving Dick um, <laughs> a good rub down, a talk down about everything as far as what it was wrong with him. Like I was trying to do from the podcast chair, okay, from the studio. I was like, you know what, Bruce? I'm not Bruce. Dick Grayson, sir, you are a terrible coach and leader. Oh, I'm sorry. I, I just thought about that line that Bruce had about, um, no, I, I feel like I've realized why you are the leader over everybody else. You're yeah. literally, go ahead. You're literally the only one with my phone number. And I was like, Jason Todd has his number, though. <laughs> but he's not leader material. But that was hilarious. Like, yeah, like, if you think about it, he's the only one who has the phone number of the guy who can actually solve most of their problems. Except Jason Todd. Who nobody cares about. And blames everything on. Right. And pushes him to almost kill himself. (sighs) Moving on. All right. I had to take the mic away from her. She's just sitting here going crazy. So, Brutal Bruce. poor baby Jason. Wow. So, Brutal Bruce is going in and basically giving, um, you know, like I said, Dick Grayson a talk down about everything that's been happening with him as far as, you know, how he is not up to par for a leader, how he's not doing everything he should be doing in order to make sure the team thrives. Instead, he is busy focusing on hiding his secret, not telling the truth. Making sure no one finds out. He's like a kid who peed on the bed and then is like covering it up. And when you're starting to smell the urine, he's like, no, I don't know what you're talking about. The dog peed. And it was anyone. It wasn't me. Pretty much. That's exactly what's happening with him. You know what I mean? So, I mean, I appreciated it because it was like a lot of what I was saying that you're not taking care. Like with Jason in particular, I'll let um, Raven and Garth go, but... Well, all of them, really, you were neglecting them because you were so afraid of them finding out what would happen. You know, I mean, not what would happen. Finding out about your secret, finding out about the past. I'm like, you can't give them, you can't lie by omission, which is what Bruce was saying, which mm-hmm. is what I was saying, too. You do that, you're not arming them with how to protect themselves, what to look forward to, why he's out for them, the things that, how far would he go? Because once you realize that you killed somebody's son, oh, they're going to go really far to get revenge if they're the revenge-seeking type instead of the hugging and out type and hoping that you know you don't get to go to jail for your crimes. But not everybody's that forgiving. I know I'm certainly not. Are you, Jasmine? I mean, of course. That is definitely the character that I have been giving you guys for the past several weeks. Lies. <laughs> Um, anyway, how did you feel about him actually talking with, uh, Robin about, well, not, well, well, Robin revealing everything that he's been thinking his head through the Brutal Bruce hallucination? I'm of two minds about it. Like, cause in one hand, I appreciated Brutal Bruce. He was fun. He was entertaining. But on the other hand, I felt like it gave Robin a catalyst where he didn't have to say what he did. Someone else said it. And he just had to live through it, being revealed, if you get what I mean. Mm-hmm. Like, so, because the question then becomes, how long has this guilt really been eating at you? Like, I get that we're supposed to think that it's been five years or whatever, but Brutal Bruce just showed up. And it only showed up because Jason almost died. So, are we saying that this is PTSD from Robin? Are we saying that this is his guilt finally catching up to him? Are we saying that this is just... It's just the lie finally saying I can't be kept secret anymore. Because I mm-hmm. feel like it's a lot of things that we can infer from it, but I don't know necessarily if Dick being guilt-ridden and relieved is one of them. 
I mean, I think he definitely is guilt-ridden for sure. I can agree with that. I think these are the thoughts that's been... I don't want to say going through his mind the entire time. I definitely don't. I think, like, he's a cornered animal at this point. Like, he's been trying to run away from his problems for so long, and now he has to sit there and face the music. Essentially is what that is. Like, he knew that he was being a shitty leader. He knew that he wasn't... um looking out for the team's best interest, that he was cutting corners, that he was doing that. And he also has a tendency to for suicide. He's looking for a way out that still absolves him of being responsible for what and he did. And also martyrs him. Yeah. Because that's what would have happened with, Deadpool, um, with Deathstroke. Yeah. I mean, and that's what he was doing. He wants to... And I'm st- not making that for everybody who's committed suicide. Let's make sure... That, that you guys understand that I'm speaking of this one instance, if he were to do it. It would literally, he was literally only doing it so he didn't have to face his problems. You know what I mean? So, anyway. Um, um, let's move on. So, at that point, while he was going doing a going back and forth with Bruce, here comes, uh, what's his name? Oh, Said his name. Here comes Don, basically bringing in information about Connor, who Dick gr- blames himself about as well. Because if he had told the truth, if he had done things differently, Robin wouldn't have been there in the first place. He would have fell where Connor had to go catch him, where Connor would have ended up getting two bullets to the chest. I mean, either way, Connor was getting those bullets. Right. So, like that, I would like obviously somebody was hunting him. So for that, him to blame himself about that, I feel it's stupid. Um, but, yes, he's, he's, I get why he's blaming himself, but it's stupid. And I feel like, like you said, it's his guilt devouring him at this point. My problem, though, is that no one is worried about Jason. Like, he, even when he went to go check on Jason, it was like a half-hearted, like, cause even Bruce was like, great, that's all he needs. Just a pat on the back and to get some rest. Mm -hmm. Great job, leader. Yeah. I mean, yeah, you're right, because then he had a conversation, like you said, with Dick. And Dick is still... All right, so... Jason. Not Jason, yeah. So Jason, first of all, the show's um, open with him just staring out a window and re-going, going over um, his fall. Not really, because you could tell that it is, like... I thought he was having a dream at first, but something's weird with it, because he is... You, it's clearly not the actual fall. It's not even from his perspective because the only thing he's seeing is the lights of the skyscraper. Um, four like skyscrapers around him like he's trapped in a box and he's continually falling through it, right? And then when you look at the close-up of his eyes, he is still seeing those... You're seeing the reflections of what he's looking at, which bothers me because I'm like... I feel like somebody's projecting those images onto him. You know what I mean? See, I, I hear or what you're saying. it's just a weird editing choice. But, yeah, well, I think it's a weird editing choice. But I think it's just his PTSD. Because you fall from a building, are you really going to be okay? You're going to have nightmares about that. Even daymares, which he's having. You're going to be thinking about it at the top of this fucking T building that I'm in. I'm going to be thinking, mm-hmm. like, I can fall from here. I could die right now. Like, the only reason I'm alive is because of this one guy. So, I think that he, this is just his PTSD and that's a weird editing choice that they use to show that. Yeah, because, like, once you show me light reflecting in his eyes, that means that it's actually happening. Because initially throughout the episode, and I even said this, like... Rose's power? Because now I'm, like, wondering. Um, I don't, I don't trust... Not dying? Like, (laughs) but uh, throughout the episode, I first thought somebody was controlling him. Like, Deathstroke got into his head and this was, like, Deathstroke projecting this into him. Mm Mm-hmm. But I, I honestly think it was just a bad editing choice. I don't know. Some I don't. It's a really weird one, if that's the case. It it really is. Um. So anyway, they were having a conversation, and um, Dick couldn't really comfort him. He didn't know how because Jason's blaming himself for everything. Mm-hmm. He's like, "It's my fault. It's my fault that we are here. Like you wouldn't have even been there if it wasn't for me." It is his fault too. It really is. Like, to be honest, he shouldn't have been out there. He knew that he wasn't supposed to be out there. I'm not absolving him of his 
his he almost died. He consequences. Was for me. No, I'm not absolving him for like the consequences of his actions simply because he almost died. You know what I mean? At the end of the day, you did play a role in it. If you're absolving him without him actually learning his lesson, then what is the point? He's just going to he do the same He almost died. Thing. That was his lesson. No, it wasn't. Because you know he's going to do the same He's going to die, Jasmine. He's going to die, and it's going to happen, and it's going to be because he's doing the same dumb act. No, it's not. He probably thinks that he should be able to do that because of what Bru- what Dick is about to tell him. Like, mm. honestly, I think so. Because you, you can't ignore the char- where his character is going to have to go to become Red Hood. It's going to have to happen. Actually, I can. We don't know. Maybe this is an alternate world where he doesn't become Red Hood. No, it's going to happen. Anyway, so, yeah, we know it's going to happen because they were alluding to it. In a promotion, when they was doing all our discussions about where the show was going to go, he's becoming Red Hood. I don't recall this. No, we saw Nightwing. We didn't see Red Hood. Oh, yeah, Nightwing. Well, he'll be Red Hood by the time he becomes Nightwing. No, we don't. So, anyway, um... We had that uh, he goes to, Dick goes to, I guess, talk with the rest of the group about everything that's happening or something like that. I don't know. They had a group discussion somewhere somehow. But anyway, let's talk about Connor. So Connor's laid up in the hospital, unconscious, and I don't know why Starfire is the one that's taking care of him. Because as you said while we were watching, the Starfire is the mother of the group. She is, but I don't understand why she's actually nursing him. She has no medical background. She's a queen. Okay. I mean, queens have medical background. No, when I say she's a queen, not meaning that she's useless. I'm saying that she is the political machine and she's also a great fighter and warrior. Like a, a tactician, probably, but a warrior. She's, that's where she is. So are you saying warriors can't nurse? Not her. You know Apparently she wasn't trained she to do that. I, well, I don't know that. I don't know. It's a weird skill for her to have. And then, um, she, and you, you're saying it like she actually was nursing. Well, Dawn was the one. Because Dawn was nursing right. her. She so was just why there Dawn, by his bedside. But that's weird. She was changing bandages. Like, I'm sorry. Is Dawn not supposed to sleep? Is no one else supposed to help him? Yes, Dawn is not supposed to sleep. Wow. Do your damn job, Dawn. That's the only thing you're good for. Wow. Like, what good is she for? She's not even a good sober partner. Wow. Am I wrong? Wow. You took a bold stand there. I'm not touching that. Like, what did she do to really help him? I'm sorry. Like, give me an example of how she, she stabilized actually stabilized him. She was she was with Dick for a very long time. Okay, let me say, let me explain this. Any stabilization that she could have done was undermined with her confusing him all the way. We should be heroes. We shouldn't be heroes. We should be able to take drugs. We should be able to take drugs. We should be able to do this. We shouldn't be able to no, do that. No, she said you can't do no, those things. No, no. She said we multiple times. And then after that, she was like, no, you. I still want to do this. So you. That's like somebody who's an alcoholic watching their partner drink every night. No. You do not do that. That's why Otherwise, she did it in secret. No. No. I just, I don't know. I don't mess with Dawn. Anyway. Obviously. So, Con- I said Connor. Corey and Connor. Who that's hard. But Corey is sitting there rubbing Connor's um, hair, I guess looking at him, saying things like, she never felt helpless. She knows that he is strong. She never felt helpless before, but he makes her feel helpless. I ship it. He's a child. Is he? He's literally two. He's old as fuck. (sighs) Anyway, look up the actors, um, the actual actors stuff. Hold on. Because, like, I feel uncomfortable with Jasmine constantly sexualizing this child. Wow. Right. So, anyway, she's looking at Connor saying, you know, you make me feel helpless because I can't figure out how to fix you. And after, you know, she does that, Connor, I guess, has a moment of consciousness where he wakes up and he grabs her and he starts speaking. It just says speaking an alien language. They don't specify what he was actually saying in the language. But Connor says something back in the exact same, not Connor, Corey says something back in the exact same language to Connor, and he released her immediately. Jasmine has her iffy ideas on why he released her. She thinks he released her because he was, you know, unconscious. He fell back unconscious and was like, I'll just let go of this and I don't need it. And I think he respected uh, her wishes when she said, let go of me in Kryptonian. So here comes Dawn. She's like, whoa, what was he saying? 
Oh, what was like? What did you say to him? What? That's another question. Why didn't? Why didn't you ask? What? What did he say to you? You know what I mean? Instead, she asked, "What did you say to him?" I don't care what you said to him. I want to know what he was saying to you. That what? Why did he pop up and grab you to tell you something? You know what I mean? Once again, um, Don. Well, no, he. She said he said find Eve. No. Mm 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 mm. That was after. He fell back into unconsciousness and was like, well, not unconsciousness, but he was down for the count and he was whispering Eve's name. Mm. So that's what happened. She said, I told him to let go of my damn hand. He let go. He started whispering Eve's name. And that was that. Um, He's 25, by the way, guys. So, okay, to sexualize. Jasmine, you're 110. Wow, the disrespect. Like, you're pretty old. You're older than me. No, I'm not. You are. No, I'm not. Yeah, you are. I skipped a couple of grades. I just lied to you all these years to let <laughs> you think that. You got several, several seconds several in front of you. Me. You are seconds. Like, oh my god. Anyway, so Corey reveals to Don that Connor is speaking Kryptonian, right? And the issue that I have is that they were so focused on who was Eve instead of the fact that he's Kryptonian. And I'm like, as soon as I found out that you were speaking Kryptonian, a dead language, who else do you know is from Krypton? That's why they said call Bruce. Was that the meeting afterwards? No, I don't think so. So my thing is, call, like, he definitely should have called Bruce, but that's not the reason why they was telling him to call Bruce. I think they had the meeting before it was telling him to call Bruce because the kid wasn't looking that good. You know what I mean? And my problem is, once you found out that he was Kryptonian, your problems are basically solved. Yeah, call Clark. Call Clark. Call Bruce. Call somebody in the Justice League who can get in contact with Clark. Yeah, like, hey, Superman, we got another super here for you. We got another Kryptonian here. Can you help us? You know? Like, we don't know how he got here, but he's here. Help. That's all they had to do. But they didn't. They was like, who is Eve? Who cares who the F Eve is? Like, Jesus. All right. So the next thing is we walk... They transition to Eve Watson, and she is in um, Cadmus Labs, and she is speaking with Mercy, and Mercy reveals, yeah, I killed Connor. He's dead. Are you going to tell them what you said? What? That you were mad with her for not sitting and watching him die. Right! Because she said he's dead. I mean, I didn't watch him die, but I'm sure he's dead. He should be dead by now. Literally, she said something very similar to that. And I'm very confused because I'm like, Ma'am, you are a trained killer. You do confirmed kills. What are we paying you for if you don't confirm your kills? I'm just saying. I mean, that is a fair point. Like, that, that is ridiculous. So, I guess Eve is like, how dare you? He's not a it. His name is Connor. And, and I'm upset. So, she leaves. And she comes up with a plan, I guess, to find Connor. And I guess she thought he was dead so she would see what she could do for his body. Um, yeah, so see what she could do as far as, like, his body, if she can, if anything was salvageable, if she could, you know, resuscitate him, I don't know. So she, um, bumps into a lady, steals her card, and we know she stole a security card so she can get into a limited access area. I originally thought she stole the card so she can actually get out of Cadmus, because I thought they trapped her in there. Wait, what? She stole a car? Card. Oh. Did you figure out why she did it before it happened? No, I no, I had I was like, oh, I guess she's gonna go trying to save him. I thought she, what I thought actually before I knew what she actually, I thought she was gonna leave and come back with him to try to save him in Catmus. That would have been stupid because Mercy, I don't know if Mercy is following Luther's orders, but Mercy's out to kill, and it I seems mean, like illogically so. All right, so then. Uh, during another one of Dick's breakdowns, I don't remember where this one happened, but the only thing I wrote down was Alfred Bruce or Bruce Alfred. Okay. Bruce. Uh, what's the actor's name who plays um, Bruce in this? I can't remember. Sir Momont or Jormont. Ian Glenn. Yeah, him. Had a nerve to use his natural accent to be Alfred. And this was the perfect Alfred that I've been talking about. He would have been a spectacular Alfred. Why is he Bruce again? Jasmine, explain that to me. I don't know. You don't know. 
Mm. No ideas. No hypothesis. I don't. I have nothing. Like, I was like, Alfred, you've come back to us. I was so upset because I'm like, you guys are trolls. I love the show for that, too, because they knew that he should have been an Alfred. And it was like, we don't care. And I'm like, ugh, guys. All right, so then we have the RJ and Rose discussion. I don't know. I just feel like Rose is out to manipulate it. I still don't trust her. I don't know what they could do to make me trust her at this point. She goes to Robin Jr. And it's like, hey, you're the only one that's worth talking to here. And it was so funny because you were like, you were just talking to everyone else. Like, literally, everyone else you were just talking to. Why is he the only one that's worth talking to now? Right. And I was like, she's she's trying to bang. Like... Okay, bang Garth. At least he can turn into like he's he can in mani- love with Raven. He can manipulate his body multiple ways, and we don't know if he's in love with Raven for the simple fact that he is a grown man and she's a child. So they are flirting with. They him. have never flirted. Haven't they? No, they haven't. Like in that See, first this episode is, where they were this playing, this is your animeness coming out of you. You will stop trying to use this anime is your animeness. In that first episode where he was teaching her and he was behind her teaching her how to play fucking pinball. Why are you cursing on the mic, Jasmine? Because you're not going to come for me. Yes. In your anime? You will not. Okay, so Jasmine is clearly hysterical at the moment. Wow. <laughs> She's clearly having some issues with her femininity. Oh, wow. Okay, Darnell, I didn't know you walked in the room. <laughs> Sorry, okay. Point being is that um, I think that you are reading into things. I think that that may have been where they was going with it, but I still feel like there's no way that they're going to do that anytime soon. I mean, like, five years from now, maybe, when she's uh, actually 18 years old. See, I don't know, if we're being honest. I really don't, simply because we have the moment, like, like, she is going through her whole Raven transformation thing, and I feel like... True love is going to be the thing that saves her. And who's that going to be? Because <laughs> it's not Gar. Isn't it though? All right. So anyway, um, back to the discussion at hand. So they said there, like, she's like, you're the only one that's worth talking to in this place. Like, you get it. You're like, cool. But I thought you were cooler than what you are because, like, you went up against my dad. And I expected that since you survived near death that you would be tougher yeah much more tougher than what you are because you aren't that great but you're like, well cool. no he's like you're trauma she's like you're traumatized and like you went up against my dad and survived so like i thought that would make you better but you're not but i'll still bang right literally that was basically what the conversation was and i'm just sitting here like, thinking to myself she's manipulating him because he's none of those things okay he's not cool yeah. he's not what he's not bangable He's not. He's a child. He's none of that. Like, stop sexualizing Robin. He's too effed up and hit at the moment to wow. be thinking about any of that stuff. He's, I will give you, he's not bangable because he looks very young and that would be, you know. But he's cool-esque. No, he's not. Like, he has cool moments. But my thing is, he is clearly going through something. Why, like, I just don't want her touching him. He is in a phase that he's trying to get. He needs help. And, and you, no one is helping him. Right. So, like, goodbye. And so she starts doing terrible dancing and, Nothing. I guess, enticing him to come over to her. And then they start making out. And then he pulls away. And she goes, it's cool. Things happen. And they may happen again if you're cool. That sounds really rapey to me. <laughs> well, not rapey, molesty to me. Like, oh, you turn me down? Okay, just be cool about it. Otherwise, I'm going to call our superior and say that something, something went down. Wow. I'm sorry, I just watched the movie last night where that happened in it. And wow. It right. So, that's what it sounded like to me. It sounded like a veiled threat. It didn't sound like a threat to you? No. It sounded, it sounded like, like somebody who was like, okay, you don't want to do this right now. Okay, you can do it again later if you're cool. If you're cool. Like, if you're not telling everybody that this happened. Right. So don't attack me then. Don't come. First of all, he should have slammed the door in her face when she first got I there. I agree. And then now that she's in there, she's insulting you to your face about how you're not anything because her dad nearly killed you. No, killed you. she's saying, I thought you would be stronger because you survived my he father. He is strong. Shut up, Rose. Mm-hmm. Go find a Jack. 
The fact that you're making me defend Rose is very bothersome to me. It's bothersome to me too. Let her sink with the ship like she should have. I'm just saying, nobody asked for Rose ever. Also, well, I'll wait till you get to that part. All right, so then we have Crypto. He is such a good actor. I'm sorry. I don't know if it's a girl or boy. Through this whole time, Michelle was so excited about Crypto. Like, look at how good Crypto is. He was laying in that cage looking so dejected. So I was like, that is some Oscar winning acting right No, sorry, Emmy winning acting right there. He looked amazing. He looked like somebody stole his favorite chew toy and he was just stuck in that cage looking lost and lonely. He did such a good job. Give him credit. She's saying this as the owner of three dogs. Yes. Because they came to me out the blue. I had no control over it. Remember when I was outside and that random dog just came up to me, like, playing with me? I'm like, um, I don't know you. Remember you were with me? He was like, is that one of your dogs? I'm like, no. <laughs> Whose dog is this? <laughs> and then once I realized it wasn't one of them, the dog ran off. And now I'm like, even now I'm like, man, I hope that dog's okay. Years later. You know, that's funny because that's how I am with cats. It's like, oh, look at this cat. Mm-mm-mm. Meanwhile, I never think about the cats, and you don't think about the dogs. Mm-mm. All right, so crypto. Um, so Eve breaks into the area that's containing crypto. Um, she you that's what she got the badge for. She takes him out the cage and asks him to help her find Connor. Crypto obviously is smart because she also said use your heat vision so I can break your collar, and he did. I, like, I thought the crypto collar would have stopped him from using his heat vision, but okay. No, I think it just stops him from flying away. So we're selective about what crypto Kryptonian... No, because um, maybe it wasn't strong enough to actually, you know, hurt him to the point that he couldn't use his powers. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, you're not in that much pain from it. That's for also why he was looking sad. He made sure that you understood that he was going through something when he was in that cage. That man, man, is some good acting, man. Mm. Emmy goes to Crypto, or whatever his actual name is. I think they need to Leo Crypto. They need to what? Leo him. Jasmine, if they Leo Crypto, I'm Leoing you. What do you mean? What do do you mean? Leo didn't get an Oscar for like 30 times after being nominated. Oh, okay. I thought you were talking about when he played Jack. Because I was just talking about Titanic. (laughs) I was just talking about Titanic. He was like, no, they need to Leo him. You mean kill him? No. All right, so then we go back to, well, first of all, what did you think about, you know, Crypto and how amazing his acting was before we move on? I thought Crypto was a dog. (gasps) Yes, he played a dog very well. He is a dog. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, he played that dog very well, even though he's a horse. Like, what? Well, we don't know how his real personality is. He, He had to tap into something there. He was great. No, but seriously, what did you think about the scene? Uh, I thought it was a cute little scene. I thought that he, I will give you, he lay, him laying there looked very dejected. Way better than your dog. Like, you need to teach him some acting skills or something. Because I was just looking over at your dog to see what she was doing, and she's just like, oh, hey, what's up? Because she's happy. I'm sorry. I'm sorry I have happy dogs, even though the other two is kind of missing. At the no, end. one's right here. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Man, we're hunting them down. <laughs> Go ahead. But, uh, uh, it was okay. Like, I don't care about either one of those, let's be really honest. Crypto, I like Crypto because he's going to become the house dog and he'll be like, grr, evildoers. The sad part is, while I do like Crypto, I don't like the idea of Crypto on a show because of the dogs and them barking when they see him. I'm like, eh. But I think Crypto, I don't know. I feel like they need, because Gar should be that. You know, where he's the cute little guy that's in the house, but he's kind of depressing too. So they need somebody or something or whatever that's in the house that could bring them some type of joy. All right. So then we see, well, Robin does some. Oh, you didn't say crypto jumps through the window. That why He didn't jump. He flew. Flew, whatever. Why is there a window in a random lab at the high top of the building? Because that's how it was designed because they still needed light into the room without allowing the subjects to freely escape. They didn't re- they had the collar on him so he couldn't fly and then he was able to and that was it. So I completely am down with the architectural design of that room. I'm not. It's stupid. 
All right, so um, Robin is doing research, once again, abandoning the group to do his own thing. That's what happened earlier when they were talking with everybody. They was like, where did you go? Why did you disappear? So he basically did the exact same thing again. Yeah, he, they even said, like, you did this five years ago, too. Mm-hmm. So he uh, finds out information about, well, he's going to, like, his old, I guess, information Stomping person. Ground. Well, yeah, but the information person who has their ear to the ground, and he's like, okay, where's that show? He's like, I don't know, but I know he's sleeping with these twins, and one of them died. I mean, he gave a lot of story for but somebody. But not to know. Yeah, because he's claiming he ain't know nothing. So, mind you, Dick is still hallucinating, and he eventually pulls out a gun on him, and Bruce is like... No, he pulls out a gun that he was carrying. Yeah, yeah, he pulls out a gun on him, and bangs that the That the guy was carrying. It doesn't even matter whether or not he had the gun Well, I think it matters, because you said he pulled out a gun, and it's like, was Dick carrying the gun? The intent is still the same. He intended to... Do him harm. Right. So, anyway, he left, he goes to the burlesque club, and he finds... I don't know, um, Maddie Matisse, Matt something, Lady Matisse. He finds her there, and spoiler alert, I will give you five seconds, guys. One, uh, skip about a minute, you know, but one, two, three, four, five. Lady Matisse is literally the same actress that is playing, um, Blackfire, and she supposedly had a twin that Slade killed and all this other stuff. And Wintergreen killed. Wintergreen? That Wintergreen killed and all that stuff, right? Now, keep in mind that in season one, Corey was a prostitute. Do you think that's who they're talking about? Because you know, like, because it's one or two things for me for this whole theory to make sense. Either Corey, both of them lost their memories or whatnot. And Corey completely forgot she had a sister? Right. Well, she's, I mean, she probably remember her now, but don't really care. Because they weren't that cool to begin with. And then you have it where um, Blackfire also lost her memories. Or Blackfire remembers, and this whole twin being murdered thing is just a cover-up. I don't know. But I feel like it makes sense that they both came down together. It's just weird then that the guy was only looking for Corey and not for Blackfire. But maybe Blackfire is the enemy of the of the nation. Right. Because wasn't she in the comics? I don't know. I didn't I didn't like Starfire in the comics, so I didn't care about anything about her. So mm-hmm. Well let us know in the comments. Alright, but would like do you think that that's possible? How is that gonna I mean, come back to bite him in the butt? But maybe it's just that she like you said, lost her I feel like she lost her memory. Mm-hmm. because I don't think that they would have gone through this whole rigmarole, especially seeing Starfire flying around. Well, not flying, but you know what I mean. Mm-hmm. And using her powers, seeing these powers that are similar to what she should have. Not, I mean, look, I don't know, I don't know nothing about Blackfire or Starfire. Let's be clear. I, like I said, I didn't like how the type of character Starfire was, and I don't, I just didn't, so I didn't want to deal with anything that had to do with her. So, unfortunately, now that they actually made her pretty awesome, have a great personality, now I have to relearn everything from scratch, pretty much. But what I will say to this is, I'm really looking forward to how this bites dick in a butt. Because, listen, she was like, yeah, we have a common enemy, so we're going to help each other out. And that also means that I'm guessing she's going to come back to him for a favor at some point. And I think that's going to have something to do with Starfire. I think he's going to ignore it, but it's not going to look good for him in the eyes of Starfire. You know what I mean? Um, any last thoughts on that? Uh, no, honestly. I agree with you. I think it'd be interesting. Uh, I think being Blackfire and the whole story arc is going to be more interesting than, hopefully, um, they, not Thanos. Um, <laughs> what is it? I don't know what Raven's father. Okay. I don't know, because then you got Thanos in my head. I know, right? Trigon. There you go. All right, so then we move on where Dick, I guess, finds Wintergreen. Where Dick finds Wintergreen. And he is... He... he Wintergreen is basically... um, What's his name? Oh, uh, Deathstroke's handler, the one that we saw in the very first episode 
Not, or yeah, the very first episode who was giving him missions and everything like that. So he locates Wintergreen and tells him, well, asks him where is um where is Slate, where is he, where is he? where is he now? And Wintergreen is in the tub. First of all, there was nudity in this episode. I was surprised by that. But moving forward, uh, well, female nudity because you know they never show naked men for some reason. I mean, like full on naked men. Don't show me the butt cheeks, okay? If you're gonna be showing female tatas. You need to show men's, you know, bye-byes, you know, something. I don't know. So, anyway, he's having a conversation with Wintergreen, and Wintergreen is sitting there like, yo, this is really your fault. You did this. Like, you went after his son. You went too far, and now he's coming after you. And he said, I'm not a snitch. He said, I didn't get this far in my life by sitting here um, giving out information. I hold the line. I was like, okay, you got to respect that. Uh, but Robin didn't. So what he did was he took that gun that he got from the other guy and knocked him out. And he's still there the entire time talking to Bruce. But this time Bruce is like encouraging him not to kill him. Um, which is interesting because he is constantly telling him to be brutal, but just don't kill. And I think that's a really hard balance for anybody to really have when you really think about it, you know? So anyway, they go ahead and um, leave. So uh, Dick got the, well, Dick didn't get the information that he wanted yet because he knocked the guy out. So he gets a phone call from Slade and Slade is on the call basically telling him, go to this address. And that's it. That's the only thing he said. He said, go to this address. And Bruce, of course, Brutal Bruce is like, oh, I guess we got a dinner date. You know, we, we got a date tonight. So, Jasmine, how do you feel about that whole scene between, um, well, between Wintergreen and Robin and Bruce and eventually Slade coming in? Well, I was excited about Wintergreen. Like, he was just like, nope, I'm not telling you anything. And then Robin is talking to Brutal Bruce and he's like, who are you talking to, weirdo? Everybody is like that. (laughs) Who are you talking to, weirdo? Because you're literally, he's not... It's not that he's just talking to himself. He's literally looking off into the distance. Like, I'm talking to a person who's supposed to be there. But, hey, I'm sane, and I'm not seeing nothing. So, obviously, you're crazy. And uh, Wintergreen is basically like, you know, they didn't hire me because I'm personable. Like, if you're going to kill me, you're going to kill me. I'm still not giving you the information. (laughs) I mean, like I said, I can totally respect that. But you were really excited when Slate called and was like, yeah, I'm at this address. I was, because Slate was like, I already knew you were going to come here, weirdo. Like, <laughs> weirdo, though. Yeah. Like, I already knew you were going to come here. You're a loser. Like, I'm already three steps ahead of you. Uh, okay, sorry. Arrow thought. No. God, that was too funny. I'm sorry. If you watch Arrow, you will understand why I'm like, that was funny. But go ahead. And he is just like, just meet me here. This is where I'll be. Blah, blah, blah. Okay, so anyway, then we go back to Rose and Robin Jr. in his bedroom. He's still staring out the window, revisiting his death, his supposed death. And she goes through his music because she's supposed to be the DJ because she didn't like the music that he was playing before. And she discovers that one of the albums is Jericho's. Well, she changed the initial song anyway. Yeah, but she was looking for another album Mm -hmm. to play. And it was Jericho's. Now, mind you, it's all vinyl, which is pretentious anyway. It is. Um, and because I'm like, come on, they're like 15. Who's a 15 year old who's well, listening vinyl to vinyl? Is making a comeback. It's just among a certain group of people. Okay. Who you could call pretentious? Fine. Who we still love if it, you're listening to this podcast. Anyway, and we still accept vinyls if you're sending them. So anyway, she is upset because Jericho's name is on one of the vinyls. And she's she like, is stupid because she goes, how did you get my brother's vinyl? I don't know. They're dicks. This is my brother's. How did you get it? I don't know who your brother is. And then she goes into this long thing about, yeah, they said my father killed him a few years ago because he got wrangled up with some kids, blah, 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 blah. With the wrong crowd. Whatever. How did you, how did you get this? I just told you I don't know. I don't care. I hate all of you guys. And she storms out. And I'm like. He does obviously he doesn't know. All right, so Jericho died five years ago. We can all say that that is when he passed. 
Robin would have been about 10. Raven probably would have been about 3. And Gar probably like 15. You know what I mean? Raven is supposed to be 16, so she would have been 11. 3. So, my point is that it's really strange that they are so upset. I mean, that she's that upset. I mean... (laughs) Well, it's not strange that she's that upset. I can understand why you'd be upset that finding your dead brother's things and then you realize there's a connection to these people and your brother and that people have been lying to you. But at the same time, if you would have taken the time out to actually speak to people prior, you would understand that none of them, the kids, were a part of the Titans until five minutes ago. They became part of the Titans at the same same time time you did. did. So how would they possibly know anything? And if anything, you could use this as a moment to say, hey, they've been lying to us. Guys, get on my side, rally, rally behind me, and because they're keeping big secrets, they killed my brother. Something happened with my brother. Do you t- think that I think Raven would have been loyal for sure? I don't think Robin would be, and I definitely don't think Gar would be to the point that well, Gar would be on the side of Raven. No, no, because if he was, then he wouldn't have helped Robin out when he did. I don't think so. I think he would have. I don't think he would have been, like, all behind her, but I think he would sit there and question things, whereas I don't think Raven questions much when she feels like you're a cool person. You know what I mean? Because later on, after that whole thing, there was the other scene with um, Robin and Raven, because Raven... So basically, somebody's been going around the house presenting all the Titans with their worst... Hold on, can I go back to Rose and her discovery? Sure. Um, I don't understand why the group didn't just throw the plastic away that he signed. That was my thought about that, too. Well. Because his signature was on the plastic on the, the vinyl. The cover. Mm-hmm. The cover, not the plastic. No. It wasn't on the vinyl itself. It was on the, the cover. No, it was on, It was still in the original plastic. Okay. And I didn't know why. They didn't throw out the. Right, disc. any evidence of him. Well, we know it's not a they thing. Well, even still, if Dix was feeling that guilty, I would have gotten rid of everything. Well, he did. He gave it to Robin. Yeah, but that meant that he kept it for five years before Robin even showed up. Well, he didn't come back to the tower after that. I mean, I get what you're saying. That it's really weird that he didn't um, go through the extra steps of disposing all evidence of Jericho's existence within the group. But he obviously is not the most responsible person out there. But anyway, like I was saying, later on in the show, so I'm going to skip one scene. Uh, I skipped a lot. But basically what was happening was that there was somebody going around pranking, quote, unquote, um, the various members. So Raven got a bunch of crosses in her room. Um, Hank got a bottle of bourbon in his. Um, Dawn got a picture of a dead person that they was taking care of. Uh, Wonder Girl got a bottle of orange soda, right? So I would have immediately thought Rose. And I don't know why they didn't. They immediately thought Jason, which I don't understand. Like, I mean, Rose may not have done it either, you know, but you guys know Jason. And they're like, well, we know that. not only that, he just died and you know. No, he did not die. Almost died. He thought he was dead. And it's just, he had this major trauma happen to you. And then you think that he has the time to go. He's been locked in his room. You think that he has the time to go around prank doing the research? Because Jason is not a researcher. Let's First be very all, clear. No, no. he. I think he is to a certain extent. He's just not on a level of Bruce. You know what I mean? As far as researching goes. But he's not a detective. You know what I mean? But at the same time, here's the issue that I have. How would he know that that Gar, Garth gave you a orange soda right before y'all last mission together? How would he know that? How would he know anything about the kid that you guys were taking care of back in Wisconsin before you guys, or Wyoming before you got here, for him to find the picture and put it out in front of you? I mean, everybody, I know about the bourbon thing, so I mean, I'll give him that. And everybody knew about the bourbon. And the crosses, yeah. And it, Well, not even him for the crosses. He wasn't around then. Well, no, but she almost killed him. And she said, and he did say you need a, a priest or a crucifix or something. Okay, whatever. So the point being is, why would you assume that all of that came from Jason when he's never displayed. This reminds me of OG. Um, from Real Housewives, I mean not Real Housewives, from um, Basketball Wives LA. The reason why, because out of everybody out here who's done the most effed up crap, he hasn't done anything to you personally at all. Nothing. 
And you guys gonna sit here and make him out to be the aggressor of the entire group that he's just gonna sit here and try to torture y'all for no reason? That's After he almost... Well, no, the reason would be that none of them saved him. So I could see if you are trying to find a reason for him to do that, that could be your rationale. Like, he almost died and no one helped him. Right. And at least no one in the group. Right. So if you are trying to uh, Mr. Fantastic it and stretch out why he would do that, and like, but then again, the thing is, he doesn't do that level of research that he would need in order to... He didn't even have time to do that. He right. just got hurt. I mean, he just had the fall, like, he one just day got prior. Back. Right, this has been hours later. How would he have time to research that and find that out? And how would he have time to go buy a bottle of bourbon to put... Like, where was he keeping this secret bourbon then? It's just, like, they, they're not the smartest. And Raven busts into his room, um, trying to bully him and all this other stuff... And he's crying at this point. He's like, why would I do this? This is all... Like, you guys are blaming me for everything. And he's already thinking that everything is his fault anyway. The team having dissension in team, that's his fault. Um, Him getting kidnapped, that was his fault. But it? it really was. Him getting... But the reason why Deathstroke is after him, no. After all of them is not his fault. But him going out on his own, yes. Give him... Let him have some responsibility for some of his actions. Don't do that. Do not baby... Like, that's the problem today with children. That people are sitting out here <laughs> no, forgiving them. No, we don't them. need to go into a deep thing about I'm life. not going into a deep thing, but I'm saying is make sure if your kids F up that you explain that they F up and not say that it's okay. I'm just saying. I mean, it's okay, but some messes need time to be cleaned up, and you have to tell the appropriate people so they can help you clean it up. And that you learn. Well, you need from, to take responsibility. And that you learn why this was a bad thing. And, and that you take responsibility. And why it shouldn't happen. Don't sit there and point fingers at everybody else. <clears throat> Robin, senior, senior this time. <clears throat> All right, so um, he is really upset. Um, about what happened and he's like crying because he's like you guys are all psycho you all the same y'all need a shrink because it doesn't make any sense why would I even do that and he's already on the edge mm-hmm. this is the problem because I wish I was there I wish I was there because I would have cussed every single one of them out like and I don't even mess with Jason like that but I'm like you clearly see that he is distraught F all of y'all because none of y'all are good teammates y'all are trash the only ones that are good is Starfire, sadly, Robin Sr., sadly on Robin Sr. part, because I'm like, he's not really a good leader, but he didn't try to kill the man. Um, Gar. That is a very low bar. I know. Gar and who else? It was one more person that I couldn't blame for the situation. I can't think of them right now who wasn't a part of it. Rose? Rose is not, no. She was part of it. She blamed him for her brother's dead crap popping up in his room. (laughs) That he just got five minutes ago. So, no. I'm just sitting here like, what is wrong with you? You're so in a hurry to blame him for your own issue. Once again, this all falls back onto taking responsibility for your actions. All of them need to face their own issues. They None of them have faced their own guilt. And that's what that is. Face it and and just deal with it. Once you deal with it, it'll get a lot easier. And then I think that was the reveal for me. Is that they're all basically like Robin. Guilty of something. Right. They're all basically are, are guilty of something that they need to atone for that they're not trying to because they don't want to admit that they're wrong about something. And the thing that I'd be like, if I was Jason Todd, you need to atone to me. I need atonement because you are sitting here trying to get me to commit suicide because you're upset that somebody drew crosses in your room. How do you know that's me? You didn't even do any type of detective work. Who else is missing from this group? Rose, do you see her around here anywhere? Did you question her? Well, not only that, I would have came out swinging. Like, of all the people to come out against me, Raven, you are hiding this devil inside of you. You killed Rose. Like, why are we not talking? Like, I would have came out knocking on everybody's door. And then uh, it, it was just, I felt so bad. I was literally like, oh, he needs a hug. He really did, and that's a problem, because you know I don't like hugging people. And I was like, man, he needed one. I don't know who's going to give it to him now. All right, so um, rewind a little bit. We have a scene with Connor. He Eve gets there by, the, by way of crypto, and we got our only scene, or two scenes, out of two scenes, of Gar. So he was the one who answered the door. And he was the one who was like, uh, I was sleeping, so why y'all all yelling at Jason? <laughs> that was it. But, you know, he lets her in. 
based off of um, Corey's recommendation. Funny, is the, is the fact that he only had two scenes this whole episode. Like he probably just came in for a snack one day, and they were like, "Oh yeah, we got two in the show." <laughs> so um, Eve comes in. She's like, "There's nothing I can do for him. He needs the radiation of the sun, and there's nothing like that here." I'm like. Not even about Starfire, because I said to you last episode, I don't know how Starfire's powers work. I don't know if it's radiation or what. And last episode, I said, why didn't Starfire do anything? Right, you did. <laughs> and I'm still saying, I didn't co-sign you because I didn't understand how our powers work. I couldn't go there with you. But what I can say is that Bruce got radiation in his goddamn bat cave. <laughs> and had he sat there and talked to Bruce, nobody would have been doing all also, of this. Also, we didn't mention that Robin never called Bruce, even though they never. asked him to. Not once did he call Bruce. So anyway, Starfire uses her powers um, with the help of Raven. And as I was watching this, I was like, I feel like that would be us. Like, you got this? Us as in me and Jasmine. Yeah, I totally got this. Jasmine would be Raven, where she's (laughs) unsure about whether or not she can actually hold me down. Okay? I'm like, yeah, I'm about to, like, send out a bunch of radiation to the atmosphere. I need you to contain it to protect all of the citizens of whatever city we're in at that time. San Francisco. San Francisco. And Jasmine's like, um, yeah, I could totally do that. Are you sure? You got it. You got it. Yeah, I totally got it. You know, I, I'm I'm totally confident in this. That's exactly how Raven was. So they do it anyway, where Raven contains Starfire's um sun power. And I thought Raven wasn't able to control her powers. Like... It's because this was a new power that she had. Because I don't remember her being able to. Well, contain. that's why she wasn't um, sure that she could do it. No, but my thing is, like, she already said her powers were out of control when she tapped into him. Them. That's why she. Well, didn't she didn't wanna... say they were out of control. She said they, they were trying to take over. Well, they're changing. The power changing. She doesn't know. It's not. It's not just that it's not stable, but she is not reliable on what it will do. You know, I can intend to try to shield everything, but while I'm doing that, it could morphing to something else. You know what I mean? I don't know what it's actually capable of at this point. Well, how convenient that they were working perfectly and did exactly what she wanted. Yeah, so Starfire is hugging on Connor and using her... His naked body. His naked body and restores him. And Eve gives has a moment with Connor after he's fully healed and tells him that I'm leaving. I'm not going back to Cadmus. I'm running as far away as possible. And... I'm not excited by that choice at all. See, and I, I, Michelle had this theory. You want to tell me a theory? You can go ahead. Okay. So Michelle was like, they need a doctor in-house to help treat their wounds because it's not like they can go to a regular hospital. So why don't they just let her stay with them? She can treat them, make sure they're okay. And they can protect her. Yeah, she's safe, they're safe. It's a a symbiotic relationship. And I was like, that makes sense. I I don't, because I told, I immediately was like, oh, she's going to go running. Right. And to me, that doesn't make any type of sense because I'm like, for what reason? Not I me, mean, not for what reason, but I'm saying you guys need a doctor because obviously y'all, this is out of your hands. You can't really do that. Don's not a doctor. You also need a therapist because Jason was right on that too. So I'm just like, come on guys. Look, this is step one. Step two is a therapist. You need both. Y'all need mental and physical health. You know what I mean? <laughs> like, come on. Hashtag America. We don't do that over here. We definitely don't. Please help us. Please help <laughs> us. All right. So, um, after the whole Blame Jason session, Robin comes back because he goes to the meeting where Deathstroke tells him to meet him to, and he, he finds pictures. He's at a church. You gotta give the setting. He's at a church. Um, a, a Catholic church. It looks like it's a lot of candles in there. I didn't see candles in any other type of church, but Catholic churches. So, he's in a Catholic church, assumably. And he uh, goes to the altar where there's a bunch of pictures of the team. A picture of Rose dancing on Jason, which happened just a few hours before. Yeah, how did he get these pictures published, like, printed out and, like, done so fast? He went to CVS. Like, they have 24-hour printing. It happens in minutes. Do they? Do they have, I, think, I thought they stopped doing one-hour printing. No, they still do it. Because they have the photo centers in there, I think. But anyway, the point being is he got the pictures published. He got them all printed out, ready for ready for Robin to discover them. And How far away was he from the church from Winter Green's house? Assumably not that far. Because, like, <laughs> like, these are the questions I'm wondering. Because Robin is there, like, in no time. And I get that it's movie magic and, like, he they're not going to show him driving through the street trying to get there. 
But also, like, he had time to print this out. No one else touched the photos. Well, he may have already had them printed out. And he the made... picture from last night? Yes. Last night. It takes less than an hour to print. Literally. You can just go to a um, any type of place that prints out anything. Use, like, a paper printer just to print it out. It doesn't even have to be photography paper. Like, photograph paper. I'm just saying. So, anyway... They're in a church, and this is the confessional moment where he comes to Jesus, literally. And he, you mean he comes to Doc Bruce, brutal Bruce, aka Jesus. Wow! And he tells him, "I do not co-sign on that as a Christian. I'm a Christian when I decide I am." <laughs> so anyway, they Your have Christian a name is Christian. So. You know what? I'm going to change my name to Christian so I can say <laughs> I'm a Christian all the time. Anyway, so he has this come to Jesus moment where he's like, all right, fine. I guess I know I got to tell the truth about everything to absolve myself of my guilt and all stuff, which is like obvious. And Bruce even said, yeah, that's obvious. You been knew that. You were just trying to find a way out of it. But you knew. You knew how to get rid of me. All right, so then he goes back to the tower. at the When he gets there, but he goes back to the tower because he realized that Slade is the monster is in the tower. I'm like, Rose? Or Slade? Yeah, I immediately thought Rose. Like, <laughs> I don't know which one it is, but some, a traitor is in the tower. He thinks Slade. Well, I think of Wilson. I just don't know which one. I think it's Rose. I do not think it's Slade. So, yeah, because he's kind of big and clunky to be walking around there. And how did he get clunk. in there without anyone noticing? Like, that tower is locked down. Or place things in the right way. See, that's what I was thinking about. Because I think Rose didn't know that her brother died because of them. But I think that she knew, like, she was sitting on a mission to F with them. You know what I mean? So. I mean, she did say she destroys things. She came in with the, I'm going to destroy y'all. So, anyway, he gets back at the moment where they're blaming Jason. And then he looks around like Jason's missing. He follows Jason out into the roof. Jason's about to commit suicide because he's like, this is all my fault. Everywhere I go is just nothing but death. I'm breaking up the team. This is the reason why. I just, I'm poisoned. I need to, you guys need to remove the poison. I need to die, right? And then Robin tells him, like, look, you're not the poison. I am. I'm the one who killed Slade's son. End of episode. So, Jasmine, thoughts? Uh, like, what do you think the well, consequences are Well, my problem was... Be? That Batman, I'm sorry, Bruce Wayne faded away before he told the truth. No confirmation. Right. Once again, this is a running issue with the with at least two people now. The fake Bruce, uh, Brutal Bruce, and Mercy Graves. You need to confirm your kills and confirm your confessions before you leave. Like, confirm. Confirmation is key when doing a mission. Go ahead. So that was my major problem with the episode. But as far as, and I also loved, you said, like, Jason is so polite to be trying to kill himself. Right. (laughs) Because, listen, I'm trying to commit suicide, okay? I don't got time to sit here and listen to you. Every time uh, Robin has something to say, or Dick Grayson has something to say, here goes Jason. He's like, his foot is off the ledge ready to jump. He's like, oh, wait, you're trying to talk to me. I have to listen. What are you trying to say? Because I want to make sure that you are heard before I go. Like, I'm like, oh, he's so nice. Because that would have been petty. Has this changed your opinion on Jason Todd? It doesn't. As far as what? What opinion do you think I have? As far as his character development. Does 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 this make you think he is a better character than you initially gave him credit for? I didn't think he was a bad character. I just don't like him. That's something different. Mm. I don't think that he... I think he is annoying because he's right. Just because you have a vulnerable side doesn't mean that you don't make the best decisions and you don't look out for number one most of the time. I get that he has a lot of pain, but he's basically like Connor. You know what I mean? In a sense that all of them are pretty much on the same level as Connor, um, except for Garth. I mean, Garth. So what I mean by that is... Well, Garth wasn't either. Well, all right. Here, Here's my issue. Or here's what I'm trying to explain. So for Raven, it's emotional maturity. That's her her um her her similarity to mm-hmm. Connor, right? For Robin, it's morality. Trying to find out what is the right thing to do. Um, what is the right response to do the right thing? 
that's his like that's his issue committing suicide for what you're trying to do while you're trying to remove the poison you killing yourself is an extreme action he always goes a little bit too far mm-hmm. you know what i mean when the cops are trying to stop you because you're a vigilante but you're trying to get away you don't then beat the cops to the point that they can't work anymore you know what i mean so that's what i'm saying he they both need to learn restraint mm-hmm. so i like that they made that they made it clear I, at least to me, they made it clear that that's something that he's battling. But that doesn't mean that I like him as a person for the type of decisions that he's making. I'm hoping that he'll, you know, grow. And once he grows, then okay, he's more palatable to me. But I think he's a complex character, yeah. And mm-hmm. I like complex characters overall. I just don't like him as a, you know, a person. Whereas I came out swinging for like Connor. I mean, not Connor. Well, I like Connor too. But Jason told I was like, yay, I love him. And I'm like, this it just adds more depth to who you are. And I can appreciate your deepness. You are an ocean, and I am here for it. All right, guys. So that is the end of the episode. So oh, wait. As far as um, Robin's reveal, I was just like, it's about time. Like, first of all, it's about time because they should have revealed this last season. But, okay. Well, also, it's about time because, like, we, we knew you were hiding something. We knew it was this major secret and all of you had a secret, but now we know that Robin specifically doesn't want them digging because his secret is so big and he was so filled with this guilt for five years, even though we don't know if it's actually been five years. No, we do know it's been five years. No, we don't know if he was feeling this guilt for five years or if this guilt is just coming back. I would assume back. he was feeling it for, you mean the entirety of the five years? We were just talking about how we, like, all right, so if they had the put this out in season one, how having that information frames all of his actions mm-hmm. a different way. It does. Because the entire time he was blaming Bruce, saying, Bruce is making me brutal. Bruce is making me, like, turn into something that I'm not. So he's obviously been living with that for the entire time. It didn't just happen because Raven came around. Well, no, I think it just happened because the past has come back to haunt him. It was already haunting him. It's just that he couldn't run anymore. He had nowhere to run. He's been running this entire time, which is what Bruce has been telling him. Brutal Bruce has been telling him. You've been running. Mm-hmm. You've been running from the truth. Now you need to, you want to get rid of me? You want to get rid of this ghost of the person who's torturing you? Tell the truth. Okay. And he had nowhere else to go. All right, guys. Um, Let us know what your thoughts are in the comments. Also, a question for you guys. How do you think Jason is going to react to that information? Do you think that he's actually going to be nice and say, I totally understand? Or is he going to be the jerk Jason that we all know? All right. Thank you for listening to another episode of Geeks of the Machine. Don't forget to subscribe and review. We love your feedback. We live for your feedback. Okay. Be a part of the discussion. If you haven't, if you have a different perspective or you think we missed something, use hashtag GOTM. G-O-T-M for Geeks and Machines. So hashtag G-O-T-M Titans on Twitter and tell us your thoughts or Discord or um, you can leave it in the comments of the post. We will definitely check it out. We will address it on the next episode, okay? So join us on Discord, Twitter, Facebook, and OverpowerEntertainment.com, which is a great place for you guys to check out because we do upload opinion pieces, reviews, um, things like that. So if you want to, you know, um, find out our thoughts on different things, you can always go there for that or get information in regards to, I don't know, what are some like great anime to get into if you're a girl starting out a few from a female, a, a cisgender female or something. I don't know. It's a lot of terminology. I got to learn. All right. So the links are in the description and that is all. Bye. Bye.